0: This is Kevin K. with Boston Strong Cast. I want to be joined today with Alyssa Orlando, our executive producer. And we're going to do a look ahead to maybe what 2018 brings. Yeah. Say hi, Alyssa.
1: Hello, everyone. How are you? I
0: don't Alyssa's know voice is normally only heard in the intro, but now she's going to be forced to be my dance partner here today.
1: Yeah, and I haven't done an intro in, you know, three or four weeks, so people might have thought I'd gone missing, but I'm here.
0: And even then, when you did an intro, it was just music and your voice didn't get recorded onto the podcast. I
1: I tried to do the intro, and uh, it didn't really work out too well, so here we are.
0: All right, well, in 2018, hopefully, it's the year of better intros (laughs) moving forward. (laughs) So, first things first, I think, you know, we should do a quick recap of 2017, because yeah. 2017 is actually kind of a big year for us. Yeah, seriously. Um, we had the birth of our raw powerlifting group at TPS Malden, Precision Powerlifting Systems. And it's funny to think, like, literally just a year ago, there were two people in this group. It was... OG Bond. OG Bond and Kerry. And Carrie. It was a little more than a year ago, and then, you know, shortly after, you know, that was fall of... 2015 and then shortly after we got dave we got Nick. 2016 2016 what year are we
1: in this is the 2017 year so they would have started in fall of 2016 oh i see
0: all right yeah. that, that makes sense when yeah. i started working at tps model i'm pretty sure time stopped
1: okay <laughs>
0: yeah um you know i had a full set of hair i was about <laughs> 50 pounds lighter uh, smiled more often no i'm just kidding i smile a lot um But yeah, so we only had, you know, it was literally like a handful of people, and I actually finally listened to you and put everybody's program due dates into a spreadsheet. Nice. And it's over 25 lifters now. So it's been quite a growth. Um, A lot of them experienced their first nationals back in October. So it was Danielle's first nationals. It was Kerry's first nationals. Uh, it was Dave's second nationals. It was Nick's Nick's first nationals. So hopefully now that they're on that national trend, mm-hmm. um, they've got one underneath their belts. We see some improvements from them, and we see them starting to work their way up uh, the rankings in their respective weight classes.
1: Yeah, and well, we had some people who did their first meets this year.
0: We did have some people do their first meets mm-hmm. this year. Um, one just recently got it in right at the end right of the, at the year. End. <sighs> Um, which is always fun, and there's going to mm-hmm. be another group doing their first meets in April, mm-hmm. um, April eighth in Waltham, um, which which that's always exciting, and hopefully, you know, this year we should have another group that qualifies for yeah. nationals. Mm-hmm. You're going to be one of them, Alyssa?
1: I hope so. It'll <laughs> be a uh, year four qualified two years as a junior, um, then I got old, and apparently that when you get old that makes you weak, so then my QT was no more. (laughs) Uh, But hopefully this year, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, your gym total is well over that. So as long as everything, you know, you squat to depth, you lift within the rules, you listen to some Eh. commands. We should should be good.
1: I've only Uh, missed one lift on a command, so hopefully.
0: Which one was that?
1: My first ever squat.
0: Mine too. Except (laughs) I missed it because of depth. (laughs) Um, All right, so looking ahead, first meet we go to is actually going to be mine. So, there's a group of us here from TPS who are going to get on the platform uh, at the end of February and we're going to compete. It's going to be my third USAPL meet. Uh, there'll be other Team Precision members there. Bob, Hanks, who's uh, he, had some big PRs last night. Yeah. And Dylan Rossi will be there. And then, you know, Precision Power Lifting Systems cousins. We got Kyle Power, Fluff Daddy. Uh, sexy Frank, we should we should have a big crew at that at that meet. I'm looking forward to it. it should be a lot of fun. Um, and then Carrie at nationals qualified for the Arnold. Yep. And she's got fast lumps, so there was no way anybody was beating her to sign up for that. Uh, they didn't stand a chance. But the funny thing is, is when she actually qualified, we didn't even know she qualified for the Arnold because it was such a a big Wilkes jump for regionals a few weeks. (laughs) Before that, we literally, after the third deadlift went out, sat next to Nick, and he's like, yo, Kev, did you know she qualified for the Arnold? Nope. But uh, so she did. Our flights are booked. We got a hotel. Uh, We're looking forward to that. She's actually hit some big PRs in training. Yeah. Um, Even during just a regular general block, like we were... You know, everybody after a meet, we do a lot of, like, variation and stuff uh, just to kind of get away from what we were doing before. And she still had a 10-pound squat PR. Uh, she's hit a 5-pound bench PR for a double. Uh, so, everything's moving in the right direction. We're fixing up some things on the deadlift, so we haven't really pulled too too heavy. But everything's looking good there, too. Uh, and then after that, we got April Eight, So, there will be a group of three, as of right now, that are going to be doing their first-ever meets. We're gonna call this the meat of powerlifting virgins. And <laughs> we got big black Kevin Thomason. Uh, who else is doing that? Val. Oh yeah. And Kelly. The, the two vegans, Val and Kelly. Uh, so that should be a lot of fun. It's always fun. Like I don't you know, it, it's fun going to nationals and doing that stuff. Um, even though it gave me chronic bronchitis for like three months. Yeah. But uh I don't know, it's just something about taking somebody to their first meet, watching okay. them lift, and, yeah. you know, it's it's a lot of fun. It's it's a different atmosphere than, than what, I don't know, we're yeah. typically used to, I think, because that doesn't happen all the time.
1: Yeah, and our local meets are fun. I mean, there are a lot of strong lifters in New England, so I feel like a lot of people show up at the local meets just because it is fun, and you get to get back on the platform and kind of feel what it's like, remember how to do the whole, oh yeah, I have to compete thing, so.
0: Yeah, and I think, too, where it's so local, you get, like, big support groups, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, in December, it was two hours away, but I mean, we had two carloads of people that were leaving from here to go support and help me coach and everything else. Um, after that, it's probably going to be a little bit of a lull competition-wise. There'll be some comps here what and there. Mean? Oh, what?
1: April 28th? Who's we got co- a whole crew going. Who's
0: competing then? Me,
1: <laughs> me, <laughs> me. No, we actually me. get a
0: huge, true. Group, uh, <laughs> huge crew. It's <laughs> true. Competing at the end of April. Um, there's going to be so Danielle and Nick, uh, whose last their last meet was Raw Nationals. That'll mm-hmm. be this will be their first one uh, since then. And it's, I'll let them ball out a little bit at this one, uh, where it's so far away from the next big one. So hopefully they hit some big PRs there. And then everybody who has a shot to qualify for Nationals in 2018 will also be competing in this one. So yeah. Alyssa will be there. Uh, Emo Danielle will be there. And Nurse Danielle Garcia, who she says she's not coming to Spokane, but she'll come to Spokane. And Mike. And Mike. Mike will be there. Mike's already qualified. So hopefully... We've been. He took some time off. So he actually kind of reminded me of Kerry when he first came into my office. Uh, he had taken some time off. He had already qualified for nationals. He's pretty strong, but his technique sucks. So Sorry, Mike. just kidding, Mike. We, we still love you. Um, Mike got really drunk at my wife's 40th birthday party, and, it was, <laughs> and it, it was amazing. He must have had nine Bloody Marys and like five beers after that. So hopefully... Uh, he lifts as well as he drinks yeah. and it should be some good things for him happening in 2018 too mm-hmm. but we took a step back just to start working on some technique stuff building some volume um so you know hopefully we're around where he was before we're a little higher great um but in a lot of cases like where you have good lifters who have good totals and they do it with poor techniques sometimes you got to take a step backwards in order to take multiple steps forwards. So, this might be Mike's step backwards before we get on that platform in October. Uh, but that's no big deal. And who else is at that one? Did I hit everyone?
1: Me, Bond, Nick, Mike, Danielle, Danielle. I,
0: I think that's it. All right. I, th- I think that's everyone. If I'm forgetting somebody, I'm honestly, sorry. I don't care about you. So, whatever. Guess you'll have to move on to something else. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh, wait, Grace. Grace is going to compete at this one, oh, too. she is? Okay. Um, I didn't know that. She did say she wants to. I know she has some work things that she has to take care of uh, beforehand and stuff, but I think the schedule will work fine, and we'll get her back on that platform, and hopefully she'll squat two plates because yeah. she's, like, the only one who doesn't. Come on, Grace. you got to squat two plates. She'll do it. Oh, yeah, easily. Yeah. Um, and then after that, so then we get into this, like, competitive lull because there's about six months between that meet and nationals in Spokane in October, Uh, I haven't really decided what I'm going to have the national-level lifters do at this point, whether they do regionals again, which I kind of like the idea of, or another meet in the summer. But everybody will compete together. But it's not going to be something that they're going to ball out at. Um, I like my lifters to compete more often. I think too often we get... People only compete one or two times at a local meet, and it doesn't really prepare you mm-hmm. for the platform, especially at a national level meet. Like competing is a skill, just as much as brute strength is a skill. Um, so developing those skills on the platform when the judges are watching, getting used to the uh, how warm ups work, how the meet runs, um, all of those things, I just feel it's important. So we might take one where you know they take something that's like ninety to ninety-five percent for third attempts on the platform. Uh, not trying to hit any PRs, but just get used to competing, and then they'll move on to nationals from there. And typically what we do from there is after they compete, they'll have Monday off after that weekend, and then 70% on Wednesday, 75% on Friday, and then we're back at a regular training schedule. So it's just like a heavy training day. And hopefully you're one of the ones on that uh, yeah. On that schedule. Yeah. Um, summertime's not too bad for you, right? You work for a college. Nobody's fucking doing it. Yeah, we work
1: maybe. four days a week in the summer. Yeah, exactly. It's great. Perfect. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, so, I mean, hopefully we'll have a big group going to nationals. Hopefully we see some improvements from the ones who went last year on, on that stage. Um, traveling this year will be um, quite a bit different <laughs> considering we're going across the country.
1: I mean, you went across the country last time, though.
0: To Just Orlando? Down. Just not down. across the country. I mean, it's, it's the same fucking side.
1: Yeah, but it's still almost four hours Half to get the there. the
0: distance. It's six hours to go the other way. Well, it's three hours funny. to Orlando. No, no. Um. Yeah, we'll have to get a big house because it's in the middle of the fucking woods. Like, why can't you just have it where there's civilization?
1: Because they don't want you to have civilization. <laughs> they want you to be very focused.
0: But I've never seen the West Coast, so. I'm looking forward to that part of it. I might take, like, the week off after and actually see the West Coast hey. from not a warm-up room in a hotel center, oh. uh, which I'm looking forward to. Um, so that, I think, is the majority of the meets we have. And, of course, as people join the group and mm-hmm. we get larger, there might be other ones that pop up. I would like to compete three times this year. So, you know, I'll probably do February... Maybe regionals in August, and then maybe something in December.
1: Yeah, maybe the New England Open at the end of the year. Where's that one? I don't know. the one we just went to? The one we just went to, the one that's every year in December in Massachusetts. Murph half
0: the time is like, do you have the names for the meets? What the, I don't fucking know. I don't look at the names. The names are stupid. No. I know the date, I know the location, I know what time I have to be there. That's it.
1: The name is fun. (laughs) It gives you a...
0: I guess. No. Um, but that's an option, or maybe worst case, January in Worcester or something. Um, and there's some news that I haven't told many people, um, but I wrote a book. It's nonfiction.
1: Oh, shoot. What's your book about?
0: <laughs> it's a non-fiction true life story about <laughs> this young kid who walked into a place and found a coach. Now, so in the beginning what I was doing is I was writing like some articles and writing stuff down just so <laughs> when I started working with Boroshiko so I wouldn't forget anything and I could, you know, incorporate and always had something to track back to. But over the course of time, my notebook, notebook air quotes because it's usually loose papers that are now <laughs> in a stack of drawer <laughs> on my desk cuz Danielle and Carrie clean my office. Um, but I took that and I compiled it into a more coherent uh, document. It's up over, uh, I think, 100 book pages, probably. It's like 70. It's
1: a lot of pages. <laughs> it's
0: not the word document pages. Uh, but it's being edited right now by Alyssa. Yep. <laughs> she can page, read.
1: I'm on page five.
0: <laughs> um, you know, we'll add some pictures, make some changes to it. But hopefully that comes out uh, this year. I haven't decided how I'm going to go about publishing yet. But it'll be probably wherever you get ebooks nowadays.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Amazon. Some, somewhere on the World Wide Web.
1: Somewhere on the World Wide
0: Web. Yep. Yeah. But it'll, uh, you know, I know there's not a lot of information that you can get from Chico because most of it's in Russian. <laughs> and since he's the only powerlifting coach I've ever known, that's all I know. So it's everything that I've learned up until this point. Mm-hmm. From having him as a coach kind of compiled into one document with some secrets kept mm-hmm. out. And and I
1: think as the group grows, precision grows, that it will kind of serve as like a training guide. So hopefully, I mean, I prob- people probably won't read all 85 pages of it because it's a long book. But, you know, it'll serve as some point of reference where maybe you could say, hey, go to page 60 in the book and then you can see what XYZ is all about.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of what I want. I want it to be like a living document for our group. So it's kind of where it starts. And, you know, at this point, some good advice I got, and I think this applies to any field is mimic those that have done it successfully for a period of time, try to understand why they're doing those things in the manner in which they do it. And then once you fully grasp an understanding for it, you can start turning it into your own thing. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, I'm The more lifters that I get and the more that I see and the more people are in front of me, the more that I'm going to be able to turn it into my own thing and stuff might change over time. Um, And I want that document to be a living, basically like a living document of how we do things in our group. And I'm sure at some point we can even get like videos in there and stuff. Like imagine you're just flipping pages and boom.
1: Boom, it's video. There's
0: Alyssa squatting. Uh, you don't want me to... No. no. <laughs> maybe
1: not me. Maybe, <laughs> I mean, maybe Val. All
0: right. Good, good enough. And yeah. at that, that point, maybe Val's squatting 315. Yeah, she is. Yeah. She already is. Um, the cool thing is Val and Kelly have only been lifting for like three months.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they came in, they just wanted some technique work, and now all of a sudden they want to get on the platform. And that, that to me shows that we're doing something right because, mm-hmm. you know, everybody they're hanging around with competes and they've encouraged them enough where they want to step onto the platform. And I think it shows that we have some good leadership at the top yeah. of our group. Um,
1: also, the number of male to female ratio is almost equal, I think, now. Yeah. With the addition of some some new females on the team.
0: That's true. I think we're
1: almost 50-50, maybe like 45-65. No. There
0: was a period of time where Nick and Dave were my only males.
1: 45, 55. I can't add.
0: I don't know. You have the list. <laughs> yeah. Or someone has the list. I
1: have. Yeah, yeah, have the list.
0: There was a... When I first started this group, Nick and Dave were my only two males. And I had primarily all of them were females at the beginning. Interesting. And then the males started. There was like a good trend of some males joining and now it's kind Do of... Do you think
1: that's like a... a mental thing like women seek out coaching and men don't feel like they need it
0: so I tried to understand it for a period of time because it's like you know Kevin's just surrounded by a group of women all day long like one of the males I had lives in Florida so he was just just an online coach so it's just Nick and uh I think it just I think it goes more along with the growth of female powerlifting Hmm. I don't think it's any like personality trait because the majority of males I know that compete in this sport have a coach yeah. also. So mm-hmm. I tried to understand it for a while and then I was like, you know what? It's gotta be just more girls are getting into the sport. Yeah. And they're more willing to ask for help in the beginning where maybe some males weren't or something. Yeah. I'm not sure, but
1: I think even here in the gym you can see the growth of female powerlifting on a very small scale just on any given night. I mean, you can see upwards of sometimes there's twenty or plus women on any one night like after work
0: I actually think our membership base is about 50-50 which when I started it was not 50-50 primarily men Um, I'm not sure exactly what the stats were but I mean it's it's crazy to think
1: about it yeah I mean I remember that I've only been a member here for like just under three years and I remember when I first started lifting here there was like maybe at night specifically like maybe three or four women in the gym sometimes none then it's a sea of men which when you're A small female lifter You're like Oh This is Interesting
0: Although when we were in Everett We did have um, Like group X classes And rusted Mm. one Called Guts and Butts And there'd be That was I think Mondays and Wednesdays And there'd be about 30 people in it And 20 plus were women so it's more Probably maybe... Probably because the,
1: the class was called Guts and Butts. Yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, that, that's part of it, I Do think. You just, I think the would majority you go of,
1: to a class called Guts and Butts?
0: Obviously. <laughs> I'm all about guts and butts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think, you know, the ratio, it, it might have seemed like there was less, but there's more women lifting yeah. now than there were before. Agreed. Like the people had walked in there we had a kind of a different setup because it was so large that there was almost like a commercial gym setting when you first walked in. So I think it kept that demographic.
1: The hidden cardio around.
0: room. Yeah, the hidden, the hidden cardio which wasn't hidden. I don't know how you couldn't find it.
1: <laughs> so when I first joined TPS, we were still in Everett on Vine Street and I was a member there for maybe like a year, maybe like 14 months before we made the move. And I didn't know that there was a cardio room, which had probably 30 pieces of equipment in it until two weeks before the gym moved to Malden. And I only found it because I watched a woman walk out of it very sweaty and was very confused. So I walked in and was amazed that there were 30 pieces of cardio equipment. And I had been doing cardio... At a different gym, (laughs) on different days, because I couldn't find the cardio room. Now we only have like one treadmill and one stairmaster here.
0: One too many. I like
1: the stairmaster.
0: Yeah, but imagine if there was a combo rack there.
1: I I would miss the stairmaster. I think, and I that pains me to say it. I don't ever use it. I used it on Tuesday actually. No.
0: You'll probably use it Thursday. Quite a bit for Uh, the next 17 weeks. No. So, 2018, hopefully the group, I mean, right now we have 25, so I'd like to see that double
1: Yeah, next I think year. that'd be cool.
0: Yeah, I think it's realistic considering that's about how many people I got in 2017 with, I mean, literally, this group just formed on its own. It's, it seemed like it almost happened overnight, mm-hmm. and we ended up getting a group that was so large that, you know, we needed something to call ourselves.
1: Yeah. We I, need some
0: gang colors, man. Blue and red. Blue and red. Like the Patriots.
1: Uh, or, the
0: <laughs> or the Bills. Or so, the Bills. So Alyssa is from Buffalo, mm-hmm. New York. Yep. Unfortunately, she is. She roots for the Buffalo Bills, even though.
1: Who are still in contention to be the number five wild card seed in yeah, the gets AFC. Yeah,
0: smoked by somebody on the top of the playoffs.
1: Yeah, the Patriots.
0: But I guess blue and red, even though it's a different shade of blue. Where true. the Buffalo Bills are, That's and we're New England Patriots, mm-hmm. blue and red.
1: We are. But it is still blue and red. Yeah,
0: whatever floats the boat. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, other than that, I guess yeah. we'll, uh...
1: What are your personal goals for 2018? My
0: personal goals? Oh, man, to get that book out there. Mm-hmm. Considering I've been writing it now for over a year, or about a year. Uh, so definitely to get that, done. Um, I'd like to hit a 500-pound squat, 600-pound deadlift, 330-pound bench.
1: 330?
0: Yeah. I'm thinking that's probably <laughs> the way my bench moves. It's like not. Who knows? <laughs> but, uh, I you know, I put about five pounds on my bench every year. So, okay. you know, 330 should be about five or six years away. <laughs> <laughs> no, but ho- hopefully, I think... You know, I'm at the point where technique has started to become more stable. My training is reflecting how my technique has been. So it's been a lot heavier. There's a lot more volume. It's ramping up a lot more. I feel more confident. I feel stronger.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, So I think I have another couple big jumps on my lifts before it starts leveling off and... The PRs are harder to come by. Yeah. I've only been lifting for two years. Like, literally before this, I didn't touch a fucking barbell for, like, eight years. I might have done some front squats and, like, some trap bar deadlifts occasionally, but I didn't do much. Mm. Um, It was just too much. Like, at the time, I was doing the MMA stuff and to try to squat, you know, two or three times a week and then do that. Anywhere from three to six times a week. It was just... It was too much. I didn't Mm -hmm. give a shit about lifting weights. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to do just enough to... Because I felt I should.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I only weighed at the time. When I started at TPS, I weighed like 170 pounds. Oh, God. I'm now up to 220. (laughs) So, I've gained some weight. My first meet... My first opener on my squat in October of 2015 was 275 pounds. And I got, Alyssa literally just squatted 20 pounds more than that <laughs> a half an hour ago. <laughs> and I literally got three reds because it was high as fuck. Uh, in a monolift, I didn't even walk that shit out. Uh, I did hit 315 that day. Okay. Yeah. Good. Uh, which was, what was my bench? I think my bench was 275, so that's not too bad. So you benched as much as you squatted Yeah, basically Like at the time They were pretty close Yeah And I'd only trained For about eight weeks Going into that meet It was just My MMA group kind of fell apart Because everybody gets married And has kids And all of a sudden They can't punch each other In the the face Mm -hmm. every morning Uh, So I was like Fuck it (laughs) I will do a powerlifting meet Uh, What did I I think my deadlift was 465 Ish Yeah, 465 And I pulled 500 in my second meet which is pretty good yeah um well yeah so when i think about it you know if i've I've only been doing this for two years so i still should have some newbie gains newbie in gains me for the out. next couple you know year or two especially now with my body weight's more like steady too uh i think that's
1: and a little how higher it. you know gives
0: yeah you, and, and gives a little you higher
1: some, some gains
0: yeah i definitely got a little bit thicker Like muscle mass wise and stuff, it should help.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. So, hopefully, I hit those numbers. Yeah. What about you?
1: I would like to hit the elusive 800 on the platform that's been running away from me. Tell
0: them what your 2018 goals were.
1: My 2017 goals? It wasn't your
0: 2018 goals to hit an 800 pound?
1: No, well, my goal for 2017.
0: Oh, was that to, was your goal? Yes, that was oh, my goal. Oh, good thing for, we tested your freaking yeah, squat. that's
1: what I'm saying. That,
0: All right. You
1: you misunderstood.
0: Yeah. I skimmed your post.
1: It's okay. So my <laughs> 2017 goal was to hit an 800-pound total, which I didn't hit on the platform, but I did hit in the gym today with the addition of 20 more pounds on my squat. Um, so my newbie gains have not worn off yet in three years, so I've added 300 pounds to my total in three years.
0: Yeah, it's about, I put about 200, yeah. a little more than 200 in the two years, so like 100 pounds a year. Which is, That'd be sick.
1: if I could just do that for the rest of my life, that'd be great. Be squatting 600 in no time. All right. <laughs> um, but I would like to hit the 800 pound every fucking time. <laughs> um,
0: I have a phone in here and I never answer it or ever use it. I don't even know why <laughs> it's on my desk
1: but it rings every time but it rings every
0: time I do a podcast Mm
1: -hmm. so you know hitting the 800 pounds I've hit the same total in two meets back to back so I would like to at least increase that if I don't (laughs) hit the 800 pounds in meet Um, qualify for nationals that'd be nice Uh, the QT got the better of me this year so hopefully we can increase that total and I would like to hit a body weight bench on the platform
0: okay so but you hit it in the gym right
1: yeah, but my body weight was still higher. Was it? Yeah. Okay. So,
0: but it was really close.
1: It was really close. It was a. I hit a 170 bench in the gym. My I think my body weight that day was like 171 or so, like oh, so, okay. something right. ridiculous. Yeah. But I would like to hit a body weight bench, so at least 158 on the platform, weighing in at 72 kilos.
0: Okay. All right. Um, you know, and I think, so I've been working with Alyssa for what, like 15 weeks? Mm-hmm. So, in a lot of cases, too, like, those those big, like, newbie games, those big PRs, like, once, like, technique gets fixed, right? Like, Alyssa was pitching for so hard in the squat that, you know, one, she probably shit her pants every time for fear <laughs> of death. I know I did. There were times when I was watching a squat, I was like, oh, my God, I'd stopped breathing. Um but just like clearing up some of those technical errors and just giving yourself a better chance to look the weight. cuz it's not mm-hmm. a strength issue like the strength is there yep. it just you know it gives you more confidence too yep and you know so i think now that the technique's a little bit better it's only been 4 months like i think 315 in april is a definite
1: we'll do,
0: doable uh we'll see how it goes check mark on the uh the list of the big I think a 315 squat, 405 deadlift.
1: I and mean, 225 bench. All right. I'll cash out after that. I mean,
0: I was going to say 185, but yeah, fuck no, it. No, you got to do like let's the, go plate, 225. the plate. let uh, I see what you're the saying. The plate markers. All right, so two plates, three plates. Four plates. Four plates. I yeah. think I think those are all, they're pushing it a little bit, uh, you know, 50 pounds. I don't well, think it's, it's going to happen in
1: 2018, but you know.
0: It's only 50 pounds on the deadlift. I mean, it's a lot to put on in a year, but.
1: I put 40 pounds on my deadlift this year.
0: Yeah, so I think all of those are real. 225, not so much, but no, I think, no, no. you know, 185, 315, 405, yeah. or 400. I think those are all very doable.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, at a meet, hopefully at Nationals. Yeah. In Washington. It'd be fucking sick. Uh, that would be cool. Um, do you have any other stuff that you feel we are missing?
1: Mm no, I I think I think twenty seventeen was a really good year for the gym and the team in general, um, and I think twenty eighteen is going to see even more growth um, in general with the sport. I think the that powerlifting has been growing at a rapid rate. Um, I'm not sure how much more it can grow and sustain at that like large growth trend, but it's definitely going to keep growing. Um, I think powerlifting kind of became trendy in 2017. So I, I personally hope to see some of that trendiness wear off um, so that the athletes who are invested in the sport can continue to be competitive against each other. Um, but I think we will still see more people enter the sport in 2018. I also think we saw a lot of people in 2017 start to leave the sport. Um, which I think is kind of interesting so people taking time off kind of like you said about Mike um, and about some other people that I know um, this is the longest break that I've taken from the platform in three years so I think people doing a lot of you know heavy back-to-back training and then kind of having to need to take a break from the sport So I think it'll just be interesting to see um, people exiting and entering at different times and how those people who might be on a yearly national cycle or who might feel like they need to take a break from the national circuit for a year or two years in order to rebuild and kind of get their life back on track.
0: Yeah, I think you know, as people grow up, right? The, I think a lot of the majority of the lifter is mm-hmm. like the newer ones here are in their early to mid twenties. Yep. Like you have no fucking responsibilities in your early to mid twenties. You're just graduating college. Life's great. You're taking selfies at the fucking bars every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday <laughs> night. Um. So you know, once life punches you in the face a little bit, yep. you, you get a job. They you realize you have to work more than forty hours because it's what it takes in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, I think it becomes extremely difficult but at the other end I think a lot of it has to do with coaching <laughs> like you need to see the longer picture and after a meet there's no reason to get into another meet prep unless you're two important meets for some unf- for some fucking reason are next to each other which doesn't even happen for Nationals of Worlds or any of that stuff. Yeah. So I don't understand why that like I mean Carrie competed in October's competing in March at the Arnold. She still had eight weeks of a general block where we were able to Mm -hmm. step it back and just mess around with other things and you know, vary lifts for the sake of varying it. Like that stuff, you need to have a plan. I think too many people are lifting too heavy all the fucking time and every meets their biggest meet. And, and like, I think that would save some joints Mm -hmm. and probably some careers in the, in the sport, in the long run. And I think how trendy it is. I know a lot of people will shit on, you know people just post hey I did a power lift to me like it's great for the growth of the sport and if you think you're that fucking cool because you do a power lift to me you're a dickhead like, <laughs> you're not nobody gives a shit like you know I participated in a sport that was a very niche population 10 years ago like nobody knew what the UFC was more than 10 years ago now um but, you know, as it started to grow and the sports started to grow, yeah, you got different people that walked into the gym that maybe just wanted to learn how to hit a bag and stuff. And, like, you saw the birth of mm-hmm. how a lot of these gyms are now set up. And it's great for the sport, obviously, because now they're packing huge stadiums and, you know, it's 60 bucks to watch on yeah. pay-per-view. And, and it's amazing. I think it's the same thing with powerlifting. Like, mm-hmm. I think the trendiness is fantastic for the growth. Mm-hmm. And like Alyssa had mentioned how... You know, it's nice to see the really competitive people compete against each other. It's what Primetime and Nationals is for. It's mm-hmm. what Worlds is for. Like, there are meets for that. Um, you know, so if you're... You know, you like being a big fish in a little pond and you want to just go to these local meets and swing your dick around by all means.
1: Yeah.
0: That, that's fine. And it there's... Yeah,
1: nothing wrong with that. There's
0: nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, and I think this sport offers something for everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, if you wanted to do your first meet, if you're... Fifty years old, you can do it. Yeah. There's there's a place for you to do it, and it's a very supportive community. And I think it's great, and I think powerlifting is going to continue to grow because I think it's it's the sport you do when you can't do other sports. Like, I I couldn't do my thing anymore, so I started lifting. Like, Nick played college hockey. Dave played college football.
1: I lifted humans in the air.
0: Yep. Alyssa was a cheerleader. Danielle Bond was a twirler. Like, she wore a leotard, had a baton, and was twirling (laughs) it around. Um, You know, so the majority of the competitive lifters played college sports and stuff, so it gives them Mm -hmm. something to continue to compete for. Um, moving forward. And like for me, if I don't have that thing to compete, I just don't give a shit about it. I love competing. Like, I mean, you can mm-hmm. ask my nine-year-old. I compete in the game of life. I compete in Candyland. Like, I don't give a shit. I am not. Winning.
1: I'm not allowed to play Monopoly at Christmas anymore because I'm too competitive. So,
0: <laughs> So at least this gives me some kind of outlet before my family yeah. hates me.
1: I will say that I am excited to watch a lot of people compete in their first meets in 2018. Yeah. I think that's like fun for me, especially now that I've been competing for almost four years, which is kind of scary. Um, I really enjoy seeing like other people do their thing for the first time Um, because you never get that experience back. Right. Right. I remember my first meet, I uh, was alone totally alone, but I met, like, really cool people at my first meet that I'm still in contact with, um, and I think that people in powerlifting are so kind to each other, especially if someone notices that it's your first meet, um, and you are alone, which happens a lot because usually for your first meet, unless you're lucky like Kelly and Vale and a couple other lifters on our team, you don't normally seek out coaching until after you've gotten the bug because that's when you're like, oh, I'm going to pay for this. Uh, right. Or in my case, I had a coach, but it was an online coach. He lived in one he? where did he live at that time? Texas. So um, we w- didn't work together ever in person, so it was just me in New York by myself. Um, but at that meet, I remember that I took bench warm-ups with handoffs from Leanne Blinn, which if you know who Leanne Blinn is, multiple-time world champion in the 84-kilo class in equipped powerlifting, so um, that was pretty cool. And from there, you know, you just meet other people, but you're like, these people who are world champions in the sport are coming to their local meets and giving back, so um, I'm excited to be kind of, not old by any means, but like an, an older Lifter. Lifter. Competitive lifter. Um, and help people do their thing.
0: I mean, the four years, you're starting to get into those intermediate...
1: Yeah, you know. Like, <sighs> the
0: best part of watching the beginners, though, is, like, when they get there, they look like somebody just kicked their puppy... <laughs> And <laughs> and they shit their pants. Like, their mouths will be open. Their eyes will be wide. Like, mm-hmm. they're so freaking nervous. And then, yep. you know, by the end of it, they're all freaking smiles, taking pictures, mm-hmm. laughing, having a good time. And, like, to watch that happen, like, those emotions, like, once you get used to competing those, you still get fired up and stuff. Don't get me wrong. But, like, those emotions are far less and they're more controlled yeah. in those situations. So you don't see so much of that. And I think that's, like... The cool part. Like, like
1: Christmas morning.
0: Yeah, yeah. like Kina in, in December. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the second I made eye contact with her, I was like, <laughs> this girl looks like she's about to die.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but by the end of it, you know, all smiles, laughing, mm-hmm. had a good time, hit some lifts, like... Yeah. You know, and you get the bug to do it again. Oh, for sure. Uh, which, you know, I think... It's cool when somebody like Danielle Bond was in method when I started at TPS. She could barely squat two hundred pounds. I made her when she started interning here. I made her uh, train with me. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, you're an intern. You're gonna do this with me because I'm not doing it alone. So I made her do it, and all of a sudden she doesn't meet. She gets really competitive. I mean, she's a she's competitive to begin with, and then now she's squatting in the mid threes, yep. pulling four hundred in the. She's pulled four hundred in the gym, three ninety something on the platform. Um, and competing at the national level. Like, it's cool when you go from just doing this as general fitness to uh, mm-hmm. stepping on a national platform. And yeah. I think you'll see that with the group that we have. Yeah. Like, Kevin came from Method. Uh, Val and Kelly came from who knows where. But they, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but they haven't... They've been doing this a couple months. And, like, it's yeah. cool to see. And even, you know, who knows?
1: Yeah. Like and I still the, I still get that itch every time I, every time I come off the platform... I go home and I put the next day of my next meet into my calendar, or I sign up for the next meet, which is even worse, right? Because then <laughs> you're, you're you're on a high. You're like, I just did something so cool, and then I go home and I've registered for a meet, and then I have to tell someone, Oh, oh, sorry, I <laughs> I registered for another meet. I didn't mean to.
0: That's why I need a coach. Yeah, uh, make sure your schedule stays on track. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. I'm excited for you know the group. Mm-hmm. that I brought to nationals last year. My first ever USAPO meet was actually primetime nationals in 2015? 16.
1: 2016?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, because that, was, that mm-hmm. was, all right. Told you, time stopped when I started working here. <laughs> and, like, when, it, you know, it's the same thing that you were saying. Like, you know, I'm warming somebody up on a platform next to Chad Wessie Smith, and there's, yep. like, Steve Goggins, and it's like, all right, give me That's a singlet. Cool. I'm competing in this yep. federation. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it, it's cool. Um, I'm excited for everything.
1: Yeah, I'm just like yeah. excited. It's. I'm excited I to have a
0: fucking book out there that hopefully somebody reads. You know, I know. my mother won't even read that shit.
1: More than a hundred people have listened to our podcast.
0: Total. Total. It's probably the same thirty people every time.
1: Well, that's okay. No, it <laughs> says individual devices.
0: Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. All right.
1: So like unique people.
0: All right. So. I mean, I know of a few. Yeah. Like Bob lets me know he listens to it from, <laughs> st- from start to finish. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Bob. All right. So follow me on Instagram. K-W-C-A-N-N. Uh, follow our team, Precision Powerlifting Systems. Uh, give TPS Malden a follow. You might as well follow at uh, Alyssa Lifts Things.
1: Oh, yeah. That new- There's
0: a lot of S's in there. Y- Alyssa Lifts, lifts things. things. Yeah. Um, stay strong, Boston.